Good morning. Yeah, it's me again. <laughs> There's two reasons I'm up here this morning. One is because Josh had surgery and he's in a great deal of pain. So we need to hold him dear in our prayers. He's, uh, he came through it and was brave and thought he was going to preach and came right down to it and he just couldn't do it. So that I can understand that. If I was him, I'd be crying. You'd hear me clear from the parsonage. The second reason I'm up here to preach is because my wife told me if I did, she'd buy me lunch. <laughs> so that guarantees a short sermon. <laughs> really, it's an honor to share the Word of God, and I'm pleased to do it. It's uh, always a pleasure to share with you words from God's Word. You know, a wise man once said that Love is all you need. Well, he was wise about this. It was John Lennon from the Beatles. And you know, it's probably the wisest thing John ever said. Love is all you need. What's love? Do you ever stop and think about what love really is? You know, the Valentine's Day thing. and When you get down on one knee and you uh, ask that special lady to marry you, all that's love, and that's what we think of first thing right offhand, and that's real important. But that's not what the Bible talks about when they talk about love. So let's take a look at that. A good definition of love is an intelligent goodwill towards our fellow man. You know, that's a pretty good definition, very true. You don't have to love a person, you don't have to like them, but the Bible says if you have an intelligent goodwill towards them, that is love. As the world thinks of love, there's a lot of people that are unlovely, but if we want the best for them, that's love. But you know, there's a little bit more, in my opinion, to that definition. Let's look at John 14, 9 through 13. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Whoa, that's a pretty big command. This is Jesus that died on the cross for me, telling me to love you like he loved me. That's what he's saying to us. We should have that kind of love for our fellow man. Wow. Got to stop and think about that one. I should be willing to give my life for you because Jesus gave his life for me. I should be willing to tell you about Christ because he died for me. I should be willing to be ridiculed because Jesus died for me. That's the definition of love. Jesus willingly went to that cross because he loves us. Not loved us, 
because he loves us. He still loves us as much today, right now, as he did when he died on that cross. What's an example of love? You know, it's all well and good to read the scriptures and get the definition of love, but what's it look like in the real world? You know, we get kind of confused about that. There was an elder in this church for years and years, Claire Beach, and his wife Gladys became very ill. And when I would go to their house, Gladys was in a hospital bed and Claire did everything to take care of her. He did it himself because he loved her. That's love. You know, we get kind of confused about the worldly's definition of love. We get uh, thinking all that stuff on TV and the smooching and kissing, that's, that's love. And it's real important to young people, but when you're 80 and your spouse is sick, love is taking care of them. When your neighbor's hungry and you feed them, that's love. When you don't know some children halfway around the world, but they're important enough that you adopt them as foster children and send money to support them and write them letters, that's love. What's love? A father running into a burning building three times to bring out his family. That's love. What's it look like? It looks like the people next to you. This congregation is love. I've never seen people that care. Uh, excuse me. Promised myself I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I've never seen people that care as much for each other as they do in this building. And it shows in the world, and if you don't believe that, you're wrong. People in this community know Ferris loves. Love is a couple that goes on mission trips, not because they have to, or even maybe because they like it, but because they can spread the word of God. Love is a couple that dedicate their life to a camp for children because they love and want to spread the word of God. Love is the people next to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 has a lot to say about love. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. All right, technology has failed me. There we go. 
it worked. You, all you're getting is just a heading up at the top of that slide anyway, because I didn't type it all. <laughs> but in the third verse it says, And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not, love vaunteth not itself, it's not puffed up, doeth not be, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, endureth all things, and this is the important one to me, love never fails. Get that? God's love never fails. No matter what's going on in my life, he's there. He doesn't fail us. It may hurt for a while what we're going through in this world, but at the end, he's there. He's faithful to us that love him because he loved us first. That message is very strong. God thinks we're important enough to save. He loves us that much. In 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, it says, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage, strong. Do everything in love. Do you ever have somebody you're dealing with that's Maybe not so lovely. Maybe not so easy to get along with. Maybe a real pain. Dealing with that person, you should deal in love. Because you may be the only example of Christ they see. They may have thought I was a pain at one time, and they were probably right. But they dealt with me in love. That's why I'm here. Do everything in love. Christian love is active. It reaches out to others. It cares for others. It permeates all we do and say. God's love fills our cup so full that it overflows into other people's lives. You know, recently I was talking with Mr. Lutz and I told him that the ladies were going to put on a funeral dinner here for us. And he said, oh, they do such a great job. You know that everybody knows that Ferris has the best funeral dinners there are. And I said, man, that's neat. Talking to Bill, my brother-in-law, you know the people at the shop where he works in Greenville knew about the Ferris dinners for funerals that the ladies put on. Your love reaches the community. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it says, The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Where does love come from? It wells up out of us because we love God because he loved us first. If we have faith and we live by that faith, 
The community sees it. Your neighbor sees it. The guy beside you at work sees it. That love, you can't hide. If you have God's word in your heart and his love in your heart, you can't hide it. And you shouldn't. That's how we reach the world. In 1 Peter, and this isn't on the slide, so I'm not going to try and change it again. (laughs) In 1 Peter, the 22nd verse through the 25th says this. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, excuse me, but through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Love never fails. God is there forever. We might lose our way and turn away. We might be short-sighted and for a short time wander, but he never did. He's there waiting with an open hand for us to come back. He died to save us because he loves us. Love is a verb. In chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, very familiar, say this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Loving someone is a thing of the heart. It's a thing of passion. Christ was passionate in his love for us, or he wouldn't have went to that cross. Let's burn with a little fire in our heart and show the love that Ferris has to the rest of the world. You know, everybody should do what they're good at. My dad told me that when I was just a little kid. Do what you're good at. Ferris is good at loving people. Do what you're good at. This sermon wasn't given because Ferris isn't good at love. It was given because you are good at love. I would say this. Do what you're good at. Did I repeat myself? I think I did. Do what you're good at. You know, Jesus died on that cross for us. And we have that hope forever to hold on to. If there's one here this morning that doesn't have that hope, that hasn't given their life to Jesus, we're about to have an invitation hymn, and man, we'd love it if you'd come forward and and commit your life to Jesus, or if you're not at that point, just get one of the elders and talk to us about it and let us talk it through with you and see if if, uh, you can come to a better understanding of what Christ wants in your love. So Cody's going to come forward and we're going to play an invitation hymn here, I think. And 
because it's better if he sings and I don't. And if there's anybody that needs to come forward, we'll be down here to, to talk with you. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for putting up with me.